Smoking and Drinking in Space is a proud member of the Ear Glue Media Network. Oh, oh, oh. Candy, ah, whatever you do, don't freak out. Valerie! I mean it, don't freak out. Promise me you will not freak out. Stop it, you are freaking me out! Okay, okay, okay. Oh, my God. Um, a UFO landed in my pool, and they captured me, but we made friends, and I fed them Pop-Tarts, and um, they're here now, but Ted's coming home tonight, so you've got to cut their hair. What did you say? Oh, nothing. I'm on drugs. Can you gotta help them out. Would you listen to yourself? Valerie, no man is worth getting yourself in this day over. Mel Gibson, maybe, but not Ted. Valerie, come here. Just... Sit down, honey. Relax. Have a mental margarita. Candy, okay, is... now I'm going to show you something that's going to totally change your life completely forever, okay? Well, in that case, let me get a cigarette. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week we discuss the movie that's just a giant 1980s MTV music video starring Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Damon Wayans, and Jim Carrey. It's 1988's Earth Girls Are Easy. With me this week is the wonder to my bread. It's James. Hi, James. How are you? I'm busy. I'm trying to watch Cyborg Hookers. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) And... As always, the meat in this man's sandwich, it's Rob. Rob, how are you? Um, doing all right. I'm actually about to watch The Witches of Breastwick. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, I or, want to watch that one, too. Hold on. Or or maybe The Devil Wears Nada. I haven't oh decided. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, it's episode 69, everybody, and I podcast with a couple 12-year-olds, so... Dude, the house on Hooter Hill sounds pretty interesting. Jesus Christ, this is sci-fi, not horror. Fine. Okay, oh. fine. We'll watch Acid Dreams. I don't know what that is. Acid Dreams? Acid Dreams, yeah. I'm sure is there's lots of... Is it spelled A-S-S? No. Acid <laughs> no, Dreams? No, it's, it's no. No. Okay. Fine. Cyborgasm will be fine. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wow. Off to a stellar start. Yes, stellar. Yes, we are. So, uh, who's got news? I do. Me too. What do you got, James? Uh, the Boys released on uh, Amazon Prime. I know you're going to poo-poo this. It's not sci-fi. It's fantasy. Superheroes are fantasy. They're not sci-fi. Well, fuck you. I think it's sci-fi. Uh, and it's really good so far. I'm four or five episodes in, and I can't get enough of this. This is what uh, superheroes would be like if they really existed. Oh, yeah. Douchebags. It's a pretty Just good. giant fucking dicks. Yes, it's amazingly <laughs> good. Yeah, so there was I've a, watched a couple episodes so far. There was another series on Netflix that dealt with uh, superheroes that Red really enjoyed, and it was it was kind of... People with superpowers, but they weren't really superheroes, but they did kind of band together and and help some stuff. I don't remember what it was called. The Justice League of America? What the fuck? Are, what, what is it? No, I don't I don't remember what it was called. I'd have to go and, and research that, but it, it kind no, of sounds like, similar to this. Yeah, so like this is if Superman was just an asshole. 
It's basically what this what this show is. And then uh, the nor- there's a group of normal people called the boys uh, who are trying to take them down. And just the series of events that leads up to this, there's so much wrong with this show. It's amazing. <laughs> like, do not let your kids watch this show. Like, unless you're just, you don't give a fuck what your kids watch. Don't let them watch this show. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is uh, bloody. It is gory. It is very dark, irreverent, dark comedy. But uh, like, it's got the guy who played, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. And I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, he's from New Zealand, I believe, and he played McCoy in the new. Uh, oh, uh, fit, fit, fit. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's Urban. not Keith. Keith Urban is a, yeah, that's country, a, that's a country music singer. singer. You dork. Jason's <laughs> you wrong. Fucking, you live in <laughs> Texas. That is painfully obvious. No, Carl Urban. Carl, Thank Urban. You very much. Sorry. Uh, and he's just an amazing actor all the way around. I've loved him in everything he's been in, from Judge Dredd to Star Trek to this. He's just hilarious in this. And it's if you haven't seen this, if you haven't started watching it, go watch it. I absolutely fucking love this series. I hope it continues past the eight episodes of season one. Well, I'll have to check it out. It sounds interesting. I saw some of the uh, trailers for it, and it looked it it piqued my interest. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll check it out. Good. What else That's you got? All I have. That's all you That's got, that, Rob. That was it. Um, I have that the French Army is starting to hire science fiction writers. To imagine future threats. Okay. So apparently, the French uh, they're they're trying to um, the agents at the Defense Innovation Agency is a agency that they have that are supposed to find existing technologies and equipment that they might the military might be able to use for future attacks. Um, you know, whether it be a new technology for a bulletproof vest or something like that, you know, it's just it's just look for stuff. And part Nobody of this nobody can ever make fun of Space Force again. Yeah, right. So a part of this thing is called, uh, or part of this is that they have uh, uh, enlisted a group of authors that will help to try to figure out what kind of things might possibly happen in the future. Science. Fictiony wise, I guess I, you know, fuck, I don't know. It's the French. They're just gonna lay down anyway whenever right. whatever uh, happens. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, so it's not just the French government that does that. Um, the American no, no, government, that's all this says. Okay, it's only the French. The American government does only too. the French. Uh, Max Brooks, in fact, is a fellow at West Point, and one of the things that he does is imagine uh, different scenarios and and ways to counteract those those different scenarios. So, and if you don't know who yeah. Max Brooks is, Max Brooks is he's the son of Mel Brooks, and also the author of World War Z. Well, why why can't I get a job doing this? I can imagine threats, giant fucking worms evolve. Oh, come on. Be realistic. Okay. <laughs> Aliens. Okay, so you want to extrapolate on that? Yeah. It's always aliens. It's always aliens. <laughs> I'm not saying it's aliens. Par- apparently it's he's going to go. But he's going to join yeah. that 5K around Zombies. Area like, 51. what else are they fucking coming up with? Like, what? Somebody, like, everything's been thought of. 
I don't think that anybody's going to like think of a threat that it hasn't happened or that like, it's just, it's silly. Zombies. What? Fucking a plague. What? Everyone's already just. This well, is, but I mean, it's, it's not just, you know, zombies or the plague, but what happens to society when that, when that happens, what happens when a, a massive plague wipes out, you know, three fourths of the dead. population. <laughs> Watch the walking dead. Well, I mean, like, but the saying. walking dead is, is already... a very narrow focus of what would happen in that scenario. These, these guys are looking at the global picture. What happens when governments are toppled or or collapse because there's no leadership leadership structure left? But we've seen that throughout history, so I don't understand why we have to like. It's just reinventing the wheel. I get they're trying to be proactive and it's great. Well, and yes, but, it makes great fodder to talk about. But practically, like this is just it's silly to do. No, it's not. I would, we I, have I, seen I, I would some things like this than, happen in in the past, but we haven't seen it in a modern era. Okay, and when was the last time we had a global pandemic that knocked out half the population? I don't know what nineteen. When, when was the swine flu? That wasn't as big as as some of the other pandemics we've had. I mean, it knocked out a, a good portion of the population, but it wasn't you know it wasn't nearly what as was large that? as early twentieth century, like nineteen oh something. Like, I think like, the last huge pandemic that we had was you know several hundred years ago. What are you gonna what Black Death? Yeah, one of the bubonic plague outbreaks, or one of the uh, one of the avian or the flu outbreaks from you know the Middle Ages. Okay, I guess sure, but then what? Like, I guess I don't I don't understand the the thinking behind this. What are they going to do to put in? Uh, they can't put anything into place for something that they don't know is going to happen. Well, yeah, they can. They they make contingencies. They make plans for different scenarios that they come up with. I mean. That's that's the whole point of this exercise. It's an exercise in futility, is what it is. Possibly. I don't think that you can plan for the. I, I, it, you can't plan for the unplanned, for the unexpected. Like it's impossible to do that because, by definition, it's unexpected. So you can't plan for it. Yeah, you can have contingencies in place that might you know work in in different situations, but what are they going to do if the power goes out? Like forever. Like in that stupid J.J. Abrams show on NBC that only lasted two or three seasons that I got involved in. And it was like, fuck, why'd they cancel it? What series was that? It was a J.J. Abrams series. It was on NBC for a couple of years. Like the power just went out. That was it. The power was gone. There was no revolution. Revolution. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It had the it had the uh, the uh, a guy who was in. Breaking Bad. His, there was a lot of actors uh, in that. Brian Cranston? Um, no, not Brian Cranston. He was the guy from uh, the. He was the chicken guy. He was oh, the manager um, of the chicken place. Uh, um, oh man! I think he's in uh, Giancarlo something or other. Yeah, and it was just a really good series, and my wife and I got into it. It was like three seasons long, and then like it just stopped and. We're like, fuck, this was so good. Why can't sci-fi be on television? Like, good sci-fi. Yeah. Like, it never lasts. It never, ever lasts. You get involved into a series, and then it goes away or it goes somewhere else. And, like, The Expanse is, like, the exception to that rule right now, which is why I think you're seeing shows like uh, Discovery and Picard and going to these, uh, and even we talked about last week with the Orville going to Hulu. 
They're going to these subscription services because that's where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. It will never be a network television staple. Giancarlo Esposito. Did you do research on the fly? Maybe. Yeah, he didn't even listen to anything. I listened to everything he said. Whatever. No, I mean there there are some sci-fi series that have stayed. I mean, Battlestar Galactica ran five seasons. Uh, the Expanse is hitting in there. Their fourth season, it was just renewed for a fifth. He didn't listen to a word I said, did he, Rob? No. no. I heard you say, you know, the Expanse being the exception <laughs> to the rule. Ass. Okay. I said network television. I didn't say cable television. When then what I said was, you're seeing these go to. Subscription services, but you can listen to that later when you listen to the podcast while you're editing it, and you'll be yeah. like, "Oh, oh, yeah. I don't the fuck to the did show. I do that? Like, oh, damn. I'm just gonna edit all of I this mean, out. I'm just like you. Yeah, I'm just like you and <laughs> so Rob. I look like a retard. I listened to the show. I listened to it uh, yesterday morning while I was having a cigar. It was amazing. Oh, there's a new episode. Jesus, we did it last week, Rob. Yeah. What else you got, Rob? Was 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 I there? Yeah, shut up. Unfortunately, what other no. news do you have? Sweet. Um, that's all I've got. I'm quite proud of this news because it spawned a debate and um, Jason doesn't listen. <laughs> Who's ready for a pod crawl? Uh, I don't know. You said that we might not like this Is one, the so... pod crawl about Earth Girls are easy? It is. Then I'm not ready for it. Uh, can we just skip the rest of this episode? Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Wait, wait, wait. We need to choose something at least. Oh, uh, not Earth Girls are easy. Damn. We'll see you guys next week. How about... Uh, R.I.P.D. How about... No, no. I had some other ideas. <laughs> if, is it Cyborg uh, do, Let's do this. <laughs> we can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. That started with three horny guys aboard a small spaceship. The mate was a furry repairman, the cook good with Ginzu. The captain just slept all day, then they crashed in a pool, they crashed in a pool. Val took them to her co-worker, the other Julie Brown. She gave them all new looks that day, Madonna would be proud. Madonna would be proud. The group set off to party hard in the Valley of L.A. With Valerie, and Zabo too, Candy Pink, and Shaved Mac, no Dr. Ted, Whiplock and his fabled tongue, at the Decca Dance Club. They all head back to Valerie's house, where Dr. Ted is too. The police are called, there's a scuffle, the doctor's told to shoo. A surfer dude takes the cook and mate, to catch some righteous waves. But on the way they rob a store, which complicates their stay. What the Val and Mac rescue them both from an alien autopsy. After mind-raping two officers, making them gay as can be. (laughs) Join us as this movie ends, and not a bit too soon. As Valerie dumps the dock, roll credits of a donut moon. Did you seriously just say it was a fucking poem? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he did. It's a fucking theme from Gilligan's Island, you dipshit. I know. I'm just... <laughs> I don't think you did. I think you just thought it was some kind of poem that Jason had the hot British chick read. That's what I think. Am I wrong? You're no. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got the whole reference when he said, just sit right back and you heal a, hear a tale. Or heal a tear. Whatever. Heal a tale. Or... I'm sorry. Sorry. I was not paying attention because I was looking at 
god. Cyborg hookers? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, understood. Uh, so, yeah. what did you guys, guys think of the movie? Was, I think I know uh, how you thought of the movie. Yeah, but this is terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, this movie terrible. wasn't great. It's not the worst movie that we've ever watched, but it's mm. definitely no, not anywhere that. near the best. No, Metropolis doesn't take that. It's R.I.P.D. Mm-hmm. Or The Arrival. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty close together. Mm-hmm. Metropolis. Nope. Metropolis. Nope. It sounds like you're outnumbered. Uh, hey, you, do you remember when Gina Davis was popular? Uh, yeah. I mean, she started to hit her popularity right about this point. Yeah, and then I believe it was right around this point it started to go downhill. No, it was about 10 she years later. She did not stay popular for a long time. Yeah, it was about 10 years later. No, it wasn't. It was about 10 days later. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. This was right Holy after crap, Beetlejuice. What? That was it. Beetlejuice you know, was like the pinnacle of her fucking career. Oh, bullshit. You, you know, what I find a little interesting is that... Uh, Apparently, these last two movies, Beetlejuice and uh, Earth Girls Are Easy, she has to wear her uh, wedding dress. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I saw that, too, right at the beginning of this. And and funnily enough, these two movies came out the same year. So she she had, yeah, she had already filmed Beetlejuice, then she filmed this, but they came out the same year. So I think this was kind of... It was either an indirect reference to Beetlejuice or just a happy coincidence that she wore her wedding dress in both of those, but it, it may have been a, a callback. Mm. I, and uh, I think it's kind of interesting that uh, after she filmed Earth Girls is, Are Easy, she married Jeff Goldblum. No, was it? She was. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she had been with, uh, she had filmed Transylvania 65,000 with Jeff Goldblum and The Fly. And those came out before this. I thought they were already hitched. No, they, they got hitched in 87. And Earth Girls Are Easy uh, came out in um, 88. Hmm. Well, it came out in 88. You know, they probably, they were filming it prior to that. but Nobody you know. cares. So they were probably already together when they were in this movie. No, I think this movie is what brought them together. You think? You don't think yeah, it was she the got fly? No, no, no. She got in the spaceship with them, and they flew off, and, you know, they had to tell about how they got connected. It's kind of a true, based on a true story. Okay, moving on. Yeah, let's, that. please. I, please. Yeah, I can't, no. <clears throat> that left a bad taste in my mouth. No, that's just... From this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Beetlejuice, Earth Girls Are Easy, and The Accidental Tourist she did in 1998. Uh, she did a, a movie called Quick Change in 1990 that I've never heard of. Um, she did Thelma and Louise in 91. That was a really popular movie. Probably one of yeah. her most popular movies she did in 92, which was A League of Their Own. Right, yeah. Mm. Uh, she didn't Cut start having problems with her <laughs> movie. <an> <laughs> that's where that's where it went. That's where it went right down there in yeah. 1995. And then actually, Cut she did the Long Island. Kiss Goodnight, which was I thought a really good movie. After that, but... you know she was in. You know she was in Fletch. Yeah, I didn't know she was in Fletch. She was in Fletch. She was also in hmm. Tootsie. Hmm. I don't remember her in Tootsie. She must have been young. Uh, apparently, she's she also plays Princess Persephone on Doc McStuffins. 
what the fuck is that? He's got how a young you kid, what, so... How do you, yeah, I've got a he, toddler. How do you not know what Doc McFucking Stuffins is? Uh, because don't I don't have a, a toddler. A toddler. Well, fucking Rob knows. No, I only know that because Doc McStuffins sounds like a fucking child show. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She talks. She's a doctor for fucking toys. It's stupid. It's, it's the dumbest it's show either, I've ever watched. It's either a child show or it's a really bad porn. So I'm going with child's <laughs> show, though. <laughs> I don't know. I want to watch the Doc McStuffins porn parody now. Uh, Doc McStuffin' it. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. This, this, hey, look, this movie's all fucking Rob's fault, so. Oh, God. Yeah, thanks, Rob. You're welcome. I mean, you I was. What, so it, what, it shocks me that you picked this movie having never watched it before. <laughs> I had seen this before. Look, and when look, you okay. suggested putting it on the list, I was like, uh, okay. All right. So let's, let's, let's cue our listeners in on this. Okay. So a couple episodes ago, uh, J, uh, James says, hey, episode 69 is coming up. We should do something related to that. And we're like, oh, what kind of sci-fi stuff is there? Because like, again, well, I host with a couple twelve-year-olds. Yes, and <laughs> the only th- the only thing I could come to come to my brain was, well, there's Earth Girls are easy. Actually, I thought about Debbie Does Dallas, but that's not sci-fi. Oh my God, you know, that was the and first. And that's a movie Christ. that we can't review on this show. Exactly. Even if so, it was so, sci-fi. So Earth Girls are easy. So I was like, okay. And then I didn't hear anything else from anybody like, well, you know, there's also that Jane Fonda Barbarella that we could do, or there's probably, I don't know, species that we might be able to do. Nothing. You didn't, Nothing you didn't say guys. any of that. Yeah. You just said, I know. Hey, let's, let's do, do Earth, Earth Girls are easy. easy. Yeah. I know. I just thought of species like just now. I'm like, dude, that's sci-fi sort of. It, it's an alien. It is it's sci-fi. more alien it's, than it's, the furries that were here. Yeah, we could have done Star Wars Triple X, a porn parody. Ah, oh, sweet. Okay, again, we don't do Wait, porno was that get- on this show. It's softcore. It's fine. What if it's sci-fi related? Isn't it sci-fi adjacent then and we could do it? I mean, that would totally change what, what, the you What know, part the, of the, we the don't review porn? Who made that rule? Do you not get it's a silly rule, kind of like this movie, completely silly. So there's three horny aliens that are just traveling the galaxy looking for chicks. Yeah, you never really understand what the hell they're doing or why they're in Earth or in a galaxy more where import- all the planets are hung by string. No, uh, more importantly, <laughs> what 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 really throws me off is the fact that um, the Jim Carrey character and the Damon Wayans character are freaking retarded. So the captain is like sleeping or in stasis. You can't say that, Rob. Yeah, that's not a can't. That's that's not politically correct. It's 2019. (sighs) So those two characters are bumbling (laughs) idiots. And there we go. And uh, they, the captain's asleep. Yeah. Or stasis or something. No, he's just taking a nap. Yeah. Well, well, it's like apparently the ship is already like broken or something. There's a couple of problems that I have with this movie right off the bat. Number one, Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey are astronauts for whatever weird fucking horny race this is. Uh, and the other problem is Jeff Goldblum's the fucking captain. What like, problems those, do that's you where have the problems with that? for this movie start. That's just where they start. And it just goes downhill from here, folks. If you've never seen this movie, 
Don't. Because we're going to tell you why. It's terrible. It's That's it's actually of the not all that bad. I mean, it had some it's funny awful. moments. Name one. Uh, when she was going through all of her... Um, when when she had the 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 scene set up for her doctor fiance to come home, oh, yeah, and she yeah, had yeah. all the 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 sexual accoutrement, and so one of the essential oil was like yes. Wesson oil. That was Wesson pretty fucking funny. Oil. Yeah. Did you, you see? Guys don't use Wesson oil. No, no. But I was no. I, I don't by... want my sex to smell like fried chicken, James. Fried chicken. Yeah. That's, that's what that's, that's what, what sex gets is supposed to smell like. That's what gets him going. <laughs> It makes them hungry. <laughs> no, oh, I'm doing it wrong. So I, I paused it um, during that because the I had I had to figure out what the one I saw the sensual oil and I'm like okay there had to be other weird things. Um, right before that, they had the new hot Spanish fly motion lotion flavor. <laughs> The, Isn't that one of the thing, like one of the things you can get out of the uh, the men's room in some rest stops and some truck stops? Yeah, where, probably like for like a quarter or whatever, fifty cents, and you get some Spanish fly. You know a lot about uh, truck stop bathrooms. That's where he gets all his loving. <laughs> That's why it smells like fucking fried chicken. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Stop it! Don't die. Please don't die. He's choking. He's choking. <laughs> Somebody do the Heimlich. We've lost James. We've lost him. He's he's gone. Uh, this movie devolves from three idiots running around in space trying to get laid to three idiots who get shaved and then somehow are cute. And when I say cute, I want you to just remember that one of these guys is fucking Jim Carrey. Well, this is a young Jim Carrey, so this is one of his first movies. Uh, this is pre- Should have been his last. I think this is pre-In Living Color Jim Carrey. And I think it's pre in living color Damon Wayans, isn't it? Uh yeah, I think this is just pre in living color. Yeah. Is this maybe where these two like is this their first meeting? Um it might be. I wonder if they came up with any bits on this like the clown. What was the clown? Homie the clown. Homie the <laughs> clown don't play this. Let's do know. a little I, I, uh research on the fly here. <laughs> do it. So also, the, I thought the name Charles Rocket when I when like when the credits the the pre credits yeah. were rolling, I was like, is that really his fucking name? Yeah. So in Living sure Color enough. came out in ninety. So yeah, this would have been one of their first collaborations. Uh, let's see. Jim Carrey was uh, in Once Bitten in ninety or eighty five. He was in the Deadpool. That's interesting. That's a Dirty Harry movie. Um, <clears throat> oh, that's right. Red he played. Dirty Harry. Yeah. Okay. He played Johnny Squares. I remember that now. Uh, Earth Girls are easy. I don't see anything that he would have been in with Damon Wayans. Just this. Yeah. Just this. So, um, but I'm sure they knew each other yeah. off of the comedy circuit because they'd been comedians well, for yeah. a while. I would imagine. Still, this is their first movie. Not off to an auspicious start. <laughs> hey, they got this paid. This just bad. I, no, they did get paid. But again, in what fucking universe is Jim Carrey cute? Because that's what Julie Brown says. Oh, he's 
cute. And then he's got apparently a tongue that will, you know, rivals Gene Simmons. I know. Whenever you can, like, smooth out your eyebrows with your tongue, you're going to get all the ladies' attention. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then uh, Jeff Goldblum is the hot one. I don't. So. I don't get it. Jeff Goldblum is kind of hot. <sighs> I don't. Sure. Whatever. If he, you know what? This is the only version of Jeff Goldblum that is even mildly attractive. Because he doesn't the talk one where much. He's, no, it's the one where he's. Uh, yeah, the one where he doesn't talk much. That's exactly it. Because it's uh, life uh, finds a way. Uh, finds a way. Uh. No, it's uh, uh, the one where he's hawking fucking uh, finding an apartment. Oh, apartment.com. Oh. Yeah. Change yeah. the apartments. Yeah. What is it? Like, change, yeah, change the apartment, change the change world, the world yeah. save the cheerleader, save the world. Gee, I wonder where they fucking got that catch line from. And there goes our endorsement for uh, apartment.com. God, Fuck dang it. it. If I met if I met him, like I think Jeff Goldblum is a really, looks like a really cool guy. He doesn't seem down to earth, but he doesn't seem like um, he doesn't seem normal. I'll put it that way. But I bet I am guessing he is down to earth, super normal, and he's probably the nicest guy on the planet. Uh, he's he, apparently a very accomplished jazz pianist. <laughs> well, yeah. Was that really him playing yeah, the piano? Yeah, that was really him. Seriously? Yeah. Damn, go Jeff Goldblum. I take back anything bad I've ever said about you. No, he he uh, he has a band, a jazz band, and they did a tour. Well, or they did they played once a week or weekly at a hotel in New York City during 2014. How much research for this movie did you did you I do, do a lot show? of research for every I movie think, that we watch. I think he did more research than he did watching the movie. I well, I can only hope yeah. cuz this movie was not good. But like when you do this research, does it ever strike you like fuck? I am doing research about earth girls are fucking easy. What the fuck has my life come to? But I also did research on Jeff Goldblum Bloom previously because he was also in Buckaroo Banzai. We're going to be talking uh, Jeff, about Jeff Goldblum a lot on this show because he does a lot of sci-fi movies. Well, then you need to stop talking about him right now because you're just wasting all the I'm wasting all my material, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is the fly on the list? The fly is on the list. The Jurassic Park series is on the list. Independence ah. Day movies are on the list. That's fine. I'm all right with that last one. Um, so Dr. Love is an idiot. <laughs> Yes, he is. I mean, the f first off, first off, he brings his woman, uh, his side piece woman, to his own house. Well, Did he you was have to say side piece woman. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was expecting his fiance Gina Davis to be at a cuticle convention. Right. Okay, I understand that, but still, are those real? Did you do research for that? It was in the movie. It was in the movie. No, she was a cuticle to convention. I'm asking if they are real. I'm, oh. I'm asking, did you do research for that? No. Or were you just focusing just on Jeff Goldblum? Uh, yeah, just Jeff Goldblum. I mean, have you looked so into those eyes? So which one of us eyes? has the post? Yeah, which one of us has the poster in, in the office? Mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure He doesn't sure have it's a poster. You, it's his screensaver. It just <laughs> rotates through different pictures of Jeff It's on Goldblum. his monitor. Yeah. It's on the ceiling in his room. I mean, shoot! When the guy came out of the uh, when the the tanning bed or whatever, he was probably touching his nipples, circling them. Ooh, Goldblum! 
Stop watching cyborg hookers. Stop right looking now. at yep, me through yep. my windows. <laughs> yeah. So, but you would think you would think that Doctor Love would have noticed, and, and it didn't happen once. It happened twice. You would have thought he would have noticed that his girlfriend's car was in the driveway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he is kind of an idiot. Oh my God, she's home. Yeah, you walked right past her fucking car. Well, yeah, but at first he was like, oh, who's your friend? Because she was all dolled up in like a wig and she didn't apparently look like herself. Because, you know, when you're getting married to someone, a wig's going to fool you. Mm-hmm. I was fooled. <sighs> I know you weren't. I was com- I was completely fooled. Um, I wasn't quite sure what we were watching when they bursted into song and dance. Oh, oh yeah. my God! That's what I thought. I was like, "Is this a fucking musical?" It is a musical. I was thinking. I was thinking it was like hairspray, and I'm like, "It oh, was not shit. a musical. It was not a there, musical." Hey, there was three there dance numbers. numbers. There was yeah, three there were dance, dance numbers, but it wasn't a musical. No, it, it actually was written as a musical. You know who wrote? Well, and it wasn't produced shot this, right? as a mu- musical. <sighs> who? Julie Brown. Julie Brown wrote and produced this movie. And uh, so she's the expand, one we blame. Yes. Expand that. What do you mean expand that? I don't know. How much expansion do, do you Do you not want? know who Julie Brown is? No, I know who Julie Brown really? is. Really? But what if our listeners don't know who Julie Brown is? Well, then is? you should tell them, Rob, who is Julie Brown? Julie Brown is an American actress, comedian, television writer. <laughs> so you're just going to read it straight off of Wikipedia holder of all knowledge? Why not? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So this because is the you other don't know Julie Brown. Is. This is not Downtown Julie Brown, which was a BJ on MTV. However, this I loved Julie Brown her, was on by the way. MTV. She had her own show for like three seconds called, what was it? Just Julie? Something like that? It was something stupid like that, yes. I don't know. But no, she was a comedian in the 80s. Uh, she came up to prominence in, in the late 80s. Um with some of her songs that were part of her comedy routine. Um, this movie is actually based off of one of her songs from 1984 called Earth Girls Are Easy. Uh, she based the writing of this movie on that song and then yeah. suckered some people to finance it. Yep, she sure did. She also sang Brand New Girl and Cause I'm a Blonde. Cause I'm a Blonde, which is a funny song. It is. Well, yeah, it is, but it doesn't make it good. Okay, what does it make it? Awful. Makes this movie, I don't know. It makes this movie so stupid on so many levels. Number one, it was written around a song that fucking Julie Brown wrote. Number two, she found, like, I don't know who's getting my Purple Hippo Award, but it has something to do with everyone involved in making this movie happen. <laughs> From Julie Brown to the fucking idiots she got to fucking finance it. Like, this is, like, that's where it's going. That's where it's heading. We'll see. Uh, 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 that's what it makes it. it makes it just silly on every level. Who makes a movie around a goddamn song? Julie Brown is the answer. There's several movies that were created around songs. The Beatles Name were bad about creating movies around their songs. Okay, but at least with the Beatles, it, it was a marketing machine. Like it was probably the first real big marketing machine. Elvis did the same thing. Okay, he just copied the Beatles. <laughs> right. So, again, marketing machine. There was no marketing machine for this. 
it's not like everybody went, holy shit, it's Julie fucking Brown. She needs to write a song and then we can write my, make a movie around it. She was just like, I wrote this shitty song and I want to make a movie around it. Who's going to finance it? <laughs> and I, I want to know what dubious things were done to get this movie financed. Well, I guess you're going to have to use your imagination. I didn't read anything on my research to say that, you know, there were favors that were, that <laughs> okay, were exchanged. Well, at least we're on the same page. <laughs> okay. I just want to make, well, who's going to admit to that? I don't know. Right? <laughs> Nobody. She's not going to admit to it. The people who gave her the money for it are like, what? I didn't give her money for this. You're, you are mistaken. Oh, uh, one question that I had was during the makeover scene for Gina Davis's character, Valerie, why the fuck did they rip off her nipples? Who, Gina Davis? Yeah, you didn't see that whenever she was laying down on that table and they ripped no, it off. And, those I'm going to be 100% honest. Those um, were pasties. I, I think those were pasties. <laughs> like they, they, were, I, they were telling her to, she needed to like use a yeah. push-up and stuff, and they had put little pasties to make her perky. And then they pulled them off. Oh my god! I hope so because it looked like they just ripped her nipples straight off her boobs. No, that's, I, I, that's I a totally different to, show. Like when that musical number came on, my mind was like, "Is this really a musical? <laughs> is that really what this fucking is? Did fucking Rob make us watch a musical? <laughs> he did. How do I find Rob? How do I get his address so that I can go there and beat him? Oh, I can help you out a with fucking, that. Okay, thank you. So that's where my mind was while while that musical fucking number was on because it was terrible and at that point I realized we fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it kind of cruel to be throwing sushi at a fish tank <laughs> yeah, it, was above, it was above it was above like, the fish tank it wasn't at it the was fish above tank. the fish tank yeah it was at Dr. Love I know but it was a little weird because yeah what was up with that fish tank because not only was she like trying to get them to be cannibals like trying to feed them sushi but then uh, fucking Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans were like, mm, dinner. And then they sucked the, the fish clean off the fucking bone and then put the bones well, I think back in the fish tank. I think they're supposed to be cat-like aliens. Wait. That takes, a, okay, that just takes the creep factor to this fucking movie to another Yeah, one. yeah, she fucked a cat. Mm. Yeah. Huh. No, she never did. No, no she, she did. did. They had a whole Where scene, and then she had a nightmare about it afterward. Oh, that's she right. She had a nightmare okay. about yeah, fucking a right. cat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Like, her mind was trying to wrap itself around the filthy act that she had just performed. Yeah. On a she, feline-type species. Yeah, she had a whole subconscious xenophobic kind of dreamscape. <laughs> right. And, like, then, then afterwards, she was... Like, you would imagine after waking up from a dream like that, like, you would wake up in a cold sweat. She woke up calmly on the chest of man meat Jeff Goldblum. Well, I mean, who hasn't dreamt of that? Me. Me. 100% me. Oh, is it just me? Yeah. It's <laughs> just you that's dreamed of that, dreamt of that. Jason? Yeah. Um, <sighs> can you overdose on birth control? <laughs> I don't know, but she tried. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I mean, that was like, what, was she expecting to be like super potent alien sperm or something? I, I mean, cat sperm? I don't know. Maybe they were just Tic Tacs. Tic <laughs> fresh breath. Need a, I need a mint. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't much good about this. 
That's gross. But they, uh, the, their ship had a penis. Oh, and then yeah, the did, and then the very end scene was not real subtle with the ship going through the the donut asteroid or moon or whatever the fuck that was. Well, the car went through the fucking donut. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So there's like a whole theme through this whole movie, which I don't think that donut is right near a freeway. I'm not sure well, what that donut car that flew. Was. That car flew quite a quite a distance. Was it because aliens were driving it? It Maybe. was, I think. They were levitating the shit out of it. So is that where like E.T. came from? Mm. I do I like know. the fact that Woody drove a Woody. Okay. You didn't find that funny? I found nothing about this fucking movie enjoyable or funny. No. That was a funny play on words. A surfer dude named Woody who drove mm-hmm. an actual Woody. He was He was a pool guy. Yeah, but he surfed too. That was his whole shtick. He I don't know if he actually pools. surfed. What? He I don't think I ever surfing. saw him surf. No, no, no. Because because the one the one scene where you see him surfing, and I'm doing air quotes right now, he is on the beach, and it's the <laughs> little tiny waves lapping over him. I think that's what he think it is. He's he's he is so fucking stoned out of his mind half the time. You know who else was stoned? You? Julie Brown when she fucking wrote this movie. Oh. Yeah, oh, I what? figured. What the fuck is a mental margarita? <laughs> I don't know, but she had a 12-pack of them. How do you get a 12-pack of margaritas? I don't know. She she t- threw a can of margarita up uh up to to Valerie at the end of the show. And, well, and I was 12 years old Woody in the head with it. Yeah. I was 12 years old when this movie came out. So forgive me if I'm not like I know Zemo may have been a thing around this time, but did they have margaritas in a can and if so why? I don't. I don't uh, know. Eighties. Why not? I mean, wine coolers were coming to be popular around this time, so it's possible. I mean, it's the same reason why they turned the uh, what looked like the observatory into a freaking uh, dance hall. The observatory. Yeah, dude, that where the where party, they went to party was. Where they went to party, dude. That, I swear that was the observatory that's there in L.A. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it was. There was yeah. a. Uh, there was a. Uh, there was a, a telescope. telescope. And, yeah, yeah, and it looked and the dome thing and everything that looked just like the freaking observatory. Huh. But apparently, I back didn't notice that. Oh, you should go back How and watch did you it. Miss that. Go go back and watch it. You'll um, you'll get it the second time. I swear. Start at the beginning. We'll wait. No, I'm not no. starting at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it is not going to happen. But I am gonna I am gonna look that up real quick. Research on the fly. While you're doing research on the fly, uh, this is what Julie Brown said of Madonna. Quote, all she did was take a little bit of talent and a bottle of bleach, and suddenly she's queen of the world, end quote. Um well, they tried to get Madonna for this film, and Madonna said no. Yeah, well, congratulations, Madonna. <laughs> you made the right choice. You made a good decision. They tried to get Molly right? Ringwald for this film too. Congratulations, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald, Molly Ringwald right said choice. no. Yeah, no. Again, you both have chosen wisely. Very, very nicely done to avoid this fucking movie. Does anybody else hear that? Yes. I was going to ask what that was. What the, the hell was that? That's <laughs> the movie. Hold on. No. <laughs> he's, play, he's, he's playing it through. He's watching it right now. Yeah. 
right. He's practicing for the live stream movie that we'll do one day. He he really likes this movie. He's watching it while we podcast. This movie's so terrible. So terrible. Again, I don't know. I knew it was going to be terrible when the... You okay, suggested so, it? Right, yeah. No, so so when did Barbarella come out? I don't know. You're going to have to do your own research on the fly for that. Okay, here we go. Barbarella. Barbarella came out in 1968, right? Okay, the, okay so 20 years before this movie. 20 years before this movie. When I realized hey, we could have done Barbarella. I went ahead and I did a quick little look. And on YouTube, they have the opening scene posted, right? Now, granted, Hold on a second. I'm watching uh, Jeff Goldblum come out of the, out of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't understand this man crush you have with him. I don't so, either. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I uh, so they had the opening scene. Graphics aren't great because it's 68. I understand. They're, they're, and, and you notice this the way that they made Barbarella float was she was laying on glass, right? Uh, she was laying on a glass sheet and spinning around. Holy shit, that is the LA Observatory. It is. They Were you just, just shocked a, that Rob got something right? Or yeah, oh, I, they man. just put a fucking neon sign over the, over one of the arches and yeah. Called it done. But so so you have that. And then fast forward to 1988, and their opening graphics are literally cartoons or something close to that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And then there were cat people. <laughs> can, I ask a, can I ask a question? And Yeah, what? So the, the budget for this travesty, this abortion of a fucking film. Was ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. It grossed three point nine million dollars. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, it's actually one. gotten a cult following. Um, Where did the ten million dollars go? <laughs> probably to Gina the Davis. No, is it probably okay. a good portion of that? Probably went to Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum. Um, let's just say they each got. Let's just say a million. I think. She probably got less than a million for this movie. You think? And he, yeah. I mean, it's the 80s, number one. So she probably got paid less. Fucking equality true, bullshit, true. whatever. So she probably got paid less, even though I don't buy into that bullshit. Just FYI. So she probably got, let's just say conservatively, she got 700000 And let's say uh, Goldblum got $1.5 Let's just say that that's what they got paid. Where the fuck did the rest of this fucking money go? On makeup? Because that's uh, all was, it was. There was a lot of makeup. There was a lot of set design. Um, it wasn't the special effects. No, the special effects sucked balls. Right. Even for the 80s, they sucked balls. Um, I don't know. I was pretty convinced with that uh, 80s era Photoshop that they did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was spot on. If that if that's all you have to do to color in eyes, dude, I need to become a photographer. So oh, my change, God. I that mean, was... Terrible fucking pencil. Yeah, I couldn't tell you where all the money went. Oh, did y'all yeah, notice that Larry Linville was in this movie briefly? Who? You know who Larry Linville is, right? Oh, for fuck's sake. Frank Burns from MASH. 
Oh, really? both of you suck. Yeah. No, I know. I love MASH. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I did not uh, realize he was in it. He's Dr. Bob. He was one of the doctors that he was talking to in the gym. Huh. Maybe that's where the budget went. <laughs> Is he still alive? No, he's no. not. He died in 2000. That's yeah. sad. I loved him on MASH. He made mm. a really good Frank Burns. He really did. I think he did probably a better Frank Burns than, um, oh shit, what's his face that, that did it in the, the movie? The guy who played him in the movie? Um, oh gosh, I can see him. Oh, he's one of, he's one of my favorite actors too. Mm. Research on the fly again. Jesus, this is research on the fly heavy episode. Well, we have to fill the time somehow because there's not much to talk about. We could have probably done our awards about eh, 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Welcome um, to the show. Here are the awards. Yeah, basically, because we're only yeah. 50 minutes into our recording. I mean, well, the, fir- the first five was our news. The oh, news Robert was more Duvall. entertaining. Just as I hit Robert the page, Duvall. it hit me. Yeah. yeah, Robert Duvall. There you go. So, like, I'm looking through, like, this is how terrible this movie is. I'm actually looking through Larry Linville's fucking IMDb. He's got a lot of TV stuff, like one-off stuff. Right. MASH is his biggest thing. Probably, yeah. Like, after MASH, all went downhill. After MASH uh, he was had an a, awful show. Why? Oh, no. Af- oh, no. Yeah, not after MASH. Yeah, I don't think I don't see that on his IMDb, but he no, left MASH he while it. it was still on the air. Uh, yeah. Calling Dr. Storm MD was what he did immediately after MASH. And it was a TV movie. And then after that, I see he's on the Rockford Files once. Uh, Barnaby Jones once. Um, yeah. Chips. Twice, yeah, those were shows that just rotated through, you know, actors. They had guests. The Love Boat. He was on the Love Boat several times. It looks like one, two, three, four episodes of the Love Boat. Wow. Yeah, that was a good show. The Love Boat. Really? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I you liked it the as a Love kid. Boat. Yeah, fuck yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, man, I want to get on that fucking hedonist cruise. <laughs> When I was a kid, I was like, I want to watch something else. No, Heather Locklear? What the fuck kind of kid were you? Jesus, One that what were you wanted interested to watch in? like Knight Rider or the oh, Dukes Knight of Hazard. Oh, I love the Dukes of Hazard too. Uh, he was in uh, the Herbie the Love Bug series, like four or five episodes. Paper Dolls. What the fuck is Paper Dolls? I don't know. Oh, it only had six episodes and he was in one, two, three, four, five of them. <laughs> Okay, that explains Jesus Linville. Like, I, like I don't want to, you know, crap on a dead man's fucking career. Jesus, yeah, but Jesus Christ, this is depressing to fucking like. Fuck, now I want to go watch fucking Earth Girls Are Easy just to be like, man, this may have been the best thing he did after Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, final thoughts before we get to awards. Don't fucking watch this movie. Yeah. Put this in the same category as Metropolis. No, it's not in the same category as Metropolis. There's no tits, you're, you're right. there's no ass, there's nothing to this movie that where you're like, oh, Earth Girls there's are easy. Boobs. This is gonna be a, there were some gonna be boobs a in here. Sexy romp. There's nothing. There were some boobs in here. Yeah, it, during I, the trip out scene, that was it. Well, did you just want boobs dancing across the screen the entire movie, Rob? It It would have been a better movie. Yes, I would agree with Rob. For once, this would have been a better movie with more boobs. 
All right. Well, there you go. I mean, false hey, it's more boobs. Virgin Hunters 2 would have been a better movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he spent the whole fucking podcast just waiting to rip that one out. Do you wish that your lovemaking didn't fake the kids? Are your phone calls private and you don't want anyone listening? Do you just need a private space to talk about fucking over the Nazis and the bonds? The curtain of silence is just what you need. Need to pray in Jewish? Curtain of silence. Are your prisoners screaming too loud during torture? Curtain of silence. We offer all the latest styles and colors. Curtains of silence are only four easy payments of $5.99. To order your curtain of silence today, request your style and color on your next phone call. We'll be listening. All right, who's got awards? Uh, I've got some. What do you got, Rob? Who's got your <laughs> Who's got your so, black lung? So my black lung went to Candy because uh, she had to light one up before she had to hear about the alien. She's like, wait, wait, wait. If you're going to tell me this stuff, I need to be properly baked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, James. Uh, Candy, because she was smoking at the observatory back when apparently you could smoke in observatories. Okay. So my black lung is going to go to Zebo for his literally smoking dance moves. Okay. Good job. Who's got your head lush, James? Uh, it's going to go to fucking whatever Jim Carrey's character's name was. Was it Zebo? No, Whiplock. 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 It's like a fucking douchey He-Man character name. <laughs> Skeletor. Whiplock, where are you, Whiplock? Like, it's just terrible. Um, yeah, it goes to him. He was, like, sucking out every last bit of alcohol with his fucking weird freak <laughs> fucking tongue. Okay, Rob? It's going to go to Candy again because uh, apparently she does margaritas and booze and everything all the time. She yeah. was missing from half the show. And then shows up at the very end to throw a margarita to go. Mental margaritas. Yeah. Hey, before we move on, I have a question, and this just hit me because I had the same question during the movie. Is Julie Brand's character, Candy Pink, is she the one that won the blonde contest and she had the pink fucking Corvette? Yeah. No, 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 no. That was actually a... Evangeline. Yeah, that's that was a famous model during the... Oh, no, I know who Evangeline is. Yeah. yeah. But she's not blonde. Evangeline or, is blonde. Not Evangeline. Is An- Angeline. Yeah. An- oh, Angeline. Yeah, I was going to say Evangeline's redhead, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Angeline. Okay. Well, I don't know who the fuck that is. She was the pink Corvette lady. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, that was that, actually that, uh, her playing her in her pink Corvette, which is an abomination. You don't color up Corvette pink. You do in the 80s, damn it. Uh, now I want to get a pink Corvette and just fucking park it in front of your house. In you, fucking perpetuity. You know what? I bet you he'd like a pink Corvette if Jeff Goldblum was driving it. Yeah, probably. He'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go for a ride, man meet Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> okay, well. So my head lush is going to go to Woody, who uh, got passed out with a beer helmet on at the very end of the movie. <laughs> uh, Rob, who's got your player? My player's going to go to Mac uh, for putting on the moves on Valerie there uh, at one point. Okay. James? You know. 
Man, that's so easy. Why would you do that? That's whatever. Whiplock. Whiplock gets mine because that dude had every woman <laughs> in the fucking party yeah, observatory. It's that, it's that tongue. Like they were. I'm trying. Let me let me word this correctly because I don't don't want to offend the ears of our listeners. They were moist with anticipation. <laughs> Is that right? I think I nailed it. That's it. I'm I think go you did. That. I think you did. So uh, I'm going to agree with Rob. Mac is going to get my player award because he's got that love touch. In fact, no, he didn't just no, use no. it on. Huh? No, that is not why he got your player award. <laughs> he got it because <laughs> he's say. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Shut up. This is my player reason. award. I'll give it to him for any reason the I Jeff want. Goldblum. Yeah, he's got the, the touch. He, he not only used it on Valerie, but he used it on a couple police officers and a cat. It didn't work on Valerie. It only worked on Doctor Love. Oh yeah, he That's used it true. on Doctor Love too. So a cat, Doctor Love. Well, he used it on Valerie twice. He used it on Valerie. But Valerie wanted they had it the sex. first time. It, oh, but that's the thing. It only works on the on the willing. You think? Yeah, they have to want it because she didn't want it with Doctor Love. She wanted it with, with you know man meat Jeff Goldblum. So what you're saying That's, are the two police officers who he touched with the love potion were they were gay were, for each other in real life? Okay, yes. gotcha. Yes, That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. And so you think that cat had the hots for Doctor Love? We discussed earlier how that they are just basically giant felines. In fact, they when they land, they're tiny. Their ship landed in her pool. They're tiny, and they use some kind of weird ray to grow. Yeah, which no, I'm see, sure is I think, a penis reference. No, no, I think that they're they're normal <laughs> size Julie like Brown. that. And then to save on uh, fuel, they tiny themselves up. How do you save I'm, on fuel by tinying <laughs> yourself up? I don't know, it, dude. It's the '80s. You still have the same <laughs> amount of mass. Look, I am too busy. The same amount of mass around. You're just <laughs> no. compressing. I How would you have the same amount of mass? They're shrinking. Yeah, they're shrinking. They're not getting so rid saying, of mass. So you're saying if they're, a, let's just say they're a 180 pound man. Yeah. When they shrink down, they're still 180 pounds. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, I don't fucking know how it works. I figured she was just making a fucking penis fucking reference. Look, it's small. And I'm then sure it's that's big, all she was doing. I big. doubt she even thought about mass or even knows what mass is. I can't spell mass. I'm Julie Brown. Let's make a stupid movie. <laughs> Tee hee. Fuck. This movie's High dumb. Blood. Who cares? Ugh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, James, who's got your purple hippo? Okay, so the obvious purple hippo is to give it to whoever had the love touch, the two gay cops. Uh, the, I'm not doing that. I think that's I think that's obvious. Uh, my my purple hippo. I have decided goes to the fucking backers of this stupid goddamn movie because whatever the fuck they were smoking, I want some because Jesus Christ, this was stupid. Rob, um, I was gonna say the two cops, but that's too obvious according to James. <laughs> so I will go with the my second choice is gonna be. Uh, uh, Valerie, uh, when she's dreaming about, well, everybody. Ah, damn it, 
That's mine. That's a good one. Way to go, Rob. I know, right? On the fly, man. Yeah. On the fly. Well, yeah. uh, that was going to be my second choice. I, I went with the cops because I thought it'd be a little more entertaining and funny, but you just ruined the whole joke. So fuck <laughs> you, James. Yeah, so Valerie gets mine because sex with an alien gives her some fucked up dreams. So You can't have the same one as me. Uh, go ahead and say what your second one was. I, Jeff Goldblum. Say it. <laughs> he gets all of my awards. All Jeff Goldblum gets him. all of my awards to. into perpetuity, yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, did anybody else get weirded out when after she realized she had sex with a giant cat that she took all of the fucking, uh, you know, Yeah, we, talk, the, yeah, we, we talked, talked about that, that earlier in the show, James. Do you, do you not, not listen, listen to the show even when we're doing it? No. Fuck no. We talked about <laughs> the overdose on birth control. Movie. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, oh, you know what it was? He was too busy watching the girl with sex ray eyes. Sex ray. That's not. That's that. That's that's not a thing. Uh, no. I, I, what movie were we discussing? I've already blocked it out. This episode. I won't even listen to this episode uh, next week with a cigar. Uh, no, I want to forget that this fucking movie ever existed. And I suggest if you're listening to this, that you do so too. Somebody get me Will Smith and that fucking eye thing that they're going to give everybody at Area 51 later on next month. Well, now is the time of the show where we're going to pick our next movie. So who's going to pick the number? I'll pick the number because uh, James picked last week. Okay. And he picked this piece of shit. We, we've already, the cat's out of the bag. We had already picked this one beforehand a couple of weeks ago per you. Let me have my moment, okay? <laughs> Whatever. All right. Either so that or I'm going to go number back are you and picking, watch Rob? The Hills Have Thighs, okay? <laughs> God damn it. Is that on the list? <laughs> the hills have thighs? No, it's not. It should be. Can uh, it we put it on the list? It should be. What, oh. <laughs> what number are you going to pick, Rob? Um. Well, since this is the 69th episode, let's just go ahead and stick with 69 just to keep the theme going, and then let's see where it goes. All right, James, tell me when to stop. Stop. Oh, Is it the repenetrator? So <laughs> next week is going to be another comedy no, it's movie. Lust in Space, the erotic witch product. It project. is going Boob to science. be a much better Dr. Movie. Jekyll and Mistress Hyde. Dude, Lord of the G-Strings. The Sex Files, a dark triple X parody. All right, so next week we are going to watch the film where a police officer joins a secret organization that polices and monitors extraterrestrial interactions on Earth. It stars... Tommy Lee Jones, Williams, what, William Smith, Will Smith, and Linda Fiorentino. It is 1997's Men in Black. <laughs> oh, God, Rob, I hate you. <laughs> Didn't I just make a fucking uh, MIB reference, like, literally three minutes ago? I think you did. I think you did. Yeah. And now we're going to watch the MIB, and this was actually random, so. No, which, which one? Uh, Men in Black, Men in Black 2, Men in Black 3. Men in, since, you just said Men in Black. Since we haven't done any of the Men in Black movies, we're going to start with Men in Black. Can we do the one with Chris Hemsworth? No. no. Men in Black, 1997. That's what I just said, Rob. Fine. Fine. I'm going to go watch Spider Babe right now. <laughs> this ain't Star Trek Triple X. Batman Triple X, a porn. Like, they have to say this is a porn parody. At this point, they're not even trying to come up with clever names. No, no, they're they just, just say like, it and add Triple X to it. Yeah. And Batman that'll be it for X this week. Parody. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. 
If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at earglowmedia.com forward slash Discord, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at space at outlook.com. If you would like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to earglowmedia.com forward slash Patreon. Be sure to check oh. out all of the other excellent podcasts at earglowmedia.com. And this goes without saying, but... I have a man crush on Jeff Goldblum. And I was say, that's tier two. The poorly thought out and sometimes questionable opinions expressed on this show are ours and might not be shared by Eargloom Media or anyone else for that matter. For this week, I'm Jason. My goal is to be a veterinarian because I love children. <laughs> uh, can we want do Sailor Poon next? Oh, Sailor Poon. And we'll talk to you next week. Nice.